Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. about this week's topic um, because we've had a lot of discussions lately about how um, you know we love all of the natural health schools and what they have to offer but what we have really found with individuals is that there is this sort of consistency throughout the industry that we're not receiving training right. on the business side of things so like you know, we graduate, we have all these great skills as far as, you know, helping and healing individuals. But when it comes to marketing our business and building our business, hey, April, uh, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Um, when it comes to marketing our business and um, getting clients and keeping clients and turning a profit, right? Because that's ultimately everyone's goal. Like we love helping people, but we also got to pay the bills, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, this is one thing I love about our mentorship program, which by the way, um, April, we are like super excited to have you come work with us next week. She is going through our mentorship program and um, where is it? Is it showing Test up right? Yeah. Okay. I was testing to make sure. We're not crooked sure. on the... Yeah. We've had, some, so. we've had some gremlins lately. Technical difficulties. But, um, hey, Daniel, thanks for joining us. Um, that's okay. You can always check it out later. Plus, you're going to be with us all next week. We're super excited. So April's coming to do the mentorship program with us next week. Um, so probably the part, the piece of that puzzle that we get like so excited about sharing with you guys in the mentorship program and today on our discussion is about building your business marketing your business um feel free to drop uh, questions or comments as well as you like um so what how, what would you start off with you know advice for a student just starting out or a student just graduated maybe yeah i mean the if 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 possible obviously the best thing to do to short circuit a ton of time wasted uh, a ton of expense is to find an office that you can be a part of that uh, is already successful or they're accomplishing things in the industry that you would like to see mm -hmm. yourself accomplish. You'd like to take, take those things and duplicate them in your own office. Not, not to you know, become another office just like the one you get an internship with, but take the best things that you can, the best mm -hmm. practices, the experiences, how to communicate, what are they doing in their marketing and in their sustaining momentum and all the things that we have to be aware of and, and take care of and focus on mm -hmm. to have a viable, lasting business. You know, one of the things that it was, I was reminded of this recently, and I think that's why this has kind of been the forefront, I've been giving this a lot of thought, 
you know, we did this open house for Nona, and I hope Nona gets to see this. We yeah, love Nona. Yeah, hey, Nona. And uh, she got to spend a few days with us here this past week, kind of bouncing and, and helping and, and learning. And, and you know, one of the things that was mentioned in, in Torrington, where her clinic is, mm-hmm. is that she needed funding, that she needed mm. a grant. Yeah. Right? And I looked at the folks... And They're I trying said, to no. help her get grants, which yeah. we're not. Which is fine. Taking, like we're not trying to down on that, but. Well, I am. You need customers. That's what you need. You know. You no, need. I just mean we're we're not like <laughs> trying to be negative about grants. Like they're a good thing, but that's not what we're dependent. Yeah. You never want to be dependent on someone else funding your business. Yeah. Is you where know, I'm going with this. The, what's happened since 1980, 80, 85, 90, when the 80s were here and business mm-hmm. was prosperous, and we went through, and we, for anybody who's been in business. For any length of time, you know, 2001, 2008, the hits that were taken and the, the adjustments in the market. And when you get through that stuff, if you were in business then and you got through that, mm-hmm. and then you know that what it takes is that you need to take care of customers. And, you know, venture capital and, and stuff with, with I, you hear the term Silicon Valley and all the money that's out there that people are investing in businesses that seem viable, that seem like they're going to do well. Um, there's a lot of money out there for people. You, it, it, here's the thing: it doesn't take much to lose money. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't. You know, and these guys that are raising money and you know the A round and the B round and the C round to try and raise money because they have a great idea and they get an evaluation. Oh, that's worth four million dollars. So here's here's one million, twenty five percent ownership, right? And they get a million dollars and they don't have a customer. Um, it's mind bending to me. Anytime you get you use other people's money to fund your business or your activity, um, that's not a real business, right? You need customers and you need an understanding of how to take care of them and educate them and, and coach them properly so that they go, they get the experience, the educational experience that they're looking for with you and then they go out into the marketplace and they tell others and then not only does that first customer come back but they bring two with them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's not what being want. taught. That is not being taught it's, it's a discussion that is just like, I don't know why we get into natural health, natural practitioners, we act like secret agents, number one. Uh, we don't, you know, work amongst ourselves even more than I think we should, you know, all be working together um, to try and further awareness in our communities about people's ability to have this approach, how to plug into it, how to take advantage of it, how to experience it and add it instead of having this tunnel vision view of, uh, what might be available to them for their health care that actually have a, a much broader view that's safer, it's mostly more effective and affordable uh, with much less side effects. And I think people don't, they haven't plugged into that as much. And I think this is part of it, mm-hmm. is that these schools, that we have tons of healers. There's lots of people out there that really know how to help others get well and get on that, that, that healing path, so mm-hmm. to speak. But they don't know how to get the cusp, they don't know how to take what they learned in school and translate it into uh, a valuable, attractive um, service or product in the marketplace and then have the market reward them for being in business. I mean, any business that's not rewarded, because at the end of the day, the marketplace decides Mm -hmm. who's valuable and who isn't. For example, we had an auto company some years back that received a huge bailout from the government. That should have never happened. That should it might in, in from my Our personal opinion. Well, my viewpoint, my experience yeah. is that if you're not viable, you die. Yeah. That's just it's the way the whole it point is. Of capitalism. And it's not yeah. and it's not 
to be sarcastic or hope bad things towards other, you know, that's not it at all. It's that the market, you, the consumer, you decide what's viable and you decide what's not viable. And, and, um, and so I think it's just a discussion that we're not having near enough. They definitely aren't having it in the schools enough for these kids that are spending, mm -hmm. you know, we got some schools out there that are, that are charging a huge tuition, mm -hmm. huge tuition for what they're positioning these folks to be as practitioners and they're leaving the most important piece of the puzzle out, mm -hmm. and that is to how to be successful in the marketplace. They're just mm -hmm. not. That, it's a discussion. They get paid at the end of the day. Yep. Whether or not you're successful, that's, that's right. where it seems. That's, okay, yeah. I'm just going to add on real quick <laughs> where he says, you know, if you're using somebody else's money, it's not a real business. It may be a real business according to the county when you file your tax report and you pay them taxes. <laughs> right. Legally, it is a real business. But when yeah. we refer to it as a real business... Are you profitable are, or not? Yeah. Do you have cash flow? Do you have more money coming in than going out? Do you have this profit every month? Yep. Right? It's about yep. the cash flow. Sure. So that's what we're talking about when we refer to real businesses. Um, because the county's going to count you as a business because yep. they're getting theirs. Yep. Right? Whether you're prosperous or not. Um, okay, cool. So uh, what advice do you have for somebody looking to get new customers? Well, I think, I think you know, it's, it's the discussion, the thought prompted me to look at the, the intern, the, you know, the mentorship program that we're doing mm -hmm. and it really to look at day five and to put day five Mm -hmm. which is intense classroom study and focus and development. You're just going to start creating what you want your practice to look like, mm -hmm. how many days you're going to work, how many hours a day you're going to work, how many weeks a year you're going to work at, you know, 36 and 24 and 12 months. I mean, you're, you're basically going to begin with kind of the end in mind, which is an old technique. You know, Stephen Covey taught it in the seven uh, habits of highly productive people um, mm -hmm. that you begin with the end in mind. That's cause, So day one uh, I encourage everybody to sit down, put pen to paper, and say, what, what is my outcome here? What is my, you know, as you refer to when you're coaching people, what is my why? That's important to know why you're doing what you're doing, but also what you want and it what? to look like. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you want this business to look like? Mm -hmm. um, and, and how many people do you want to serve? Uh, a friend of mine says, you know, that I want to have a thousand friends, you know, close to, you know, in his business. He wants a thousand people to know him really well, right? And that's his. And so he's just striving to build towards that, that he wants to have a thousand customers. And, and it doesn't matter, and this is the card that's really cool, is because that's individual, that's up to you. You get to decide what that is. I'm not gonna tell you what that is, day five. You get to decide, this is what I want it to look like, here's the numbers, my job is to help you, okay, say, if that's realistic, if that's where you truly wanna be, then based on my experience, 20 years doing this kind of stuff, this is what we're gonna have to do on a, a yearly yeah. basis, weekly, 52 weeks, how many weeks you taking off, mm -hmm. how many hours a day you're working in the week, mm -hmm. right? How many people are you going to see? What's your average revenue per customer? You have to break all those numbers down so that you can get a realistic understanding of what is it going to take for you to achieve that, that, those goals. And, and so, I mean, that's, you know, you get, it, you get to create your own business, but then in the process of creating that and what it looks like, you also have to come up with, okay, what am I willing to do to get it? You know, mm -hmm. what work am I going to put in to get it? How many people am I going to talk to every day? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many, how many hours? What, day, what time do I start? How much time am I taking off for lunch? I mean, it's, you get to have that much detail in putting it into your business. And when you get that focused and you, and you pose this type of goal for yourself to look at really closely, 
then your body, your mind, because it's a self-justifying mechanism, right? It, it, the, the quality of my life is based on the quality of questions I ask myself. For example, if I ask myself, why is that child rude? Then your mind's going to start telling you all the reasons he's rude. If you ask yourself, what could I do to improve his behavior? Mm -hmm. Different question. Are you talking about my children? No. I would never. <laughs> Boys. Just kidding. I was just thinking of I Liam. I knew he wasn't. I was I thinking of Liam 17 years ago. You know, but but that's you know, as a parent, yeah. we have to learn that. And, and well, I think no matter how good of a parent you are, you always have that day, those. Things. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, there's I no just such, had to throw a joke. That's in called there. The, the serendipity of life, right? You know, yeah. those, those those variables that you don't anticipate. And yeah, it's a good example, you. though. Like how you know, what are the questions you're asking yourself? The quality of the questions. The, like, what's going on right here? Right. Exactly. Remember that video, the fault yeah. responsibility. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So the quality of the questions I'm asking myself. So if I, you know, if I ask myself, how come I don't have 10 customers, your mind's going to go to work and tell you all the negative reasons why you don't have 10 customers. Mm -hmm. When you ask yourself, what can I do today to get 10 customers? Then your mind goes to work on giving you the answer to that question. It doesn't matter with the question. Your mind doesn't care. Your ability to create and cre tap into that creativity mm -hmm. in building your business is only limited by the quality of questions you ask yourself. And that's so... So yeah. the creative process, you got to get that on paper and you got to look at it. And then what, what I do and the people around me, what we do is we sit down and say, okay, but for you, is that really realistic? Is that, is that really your truth? Is that really what you're willing, are you willing to pay the price? Put your blinders on, put your nose to the grindstone for the next 36 months to develop the momentum necessary to achieve those things. Are you willing to do that? Mm -hmm. And once you know what it looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. And so creating your practice is uh, creating your business, uh, creating better outcomes in any area of your life, for that, for that matter. Mm -hmm. uh, it all begins with the quality of questions that you ask yourself, knowing why you're doing what you're doing, having that on paper, and willing to take a practical look at it. And I think it also has a lot to do with being having two or three or four or five, maybe even, very close friends, family or friends, that are going to be as honest as they possibly can with you and say, here's, your good, here's the good stuff. Here's what you're really good at. Here's what your skills are. Mm -hmm. But then here's where you're not so good. And it's going to take either you're going to find somebody that's good at those skills or yeah. you're going to, hi, Nona. Hi, Nona. Or We're just gonna, talking about you. Or you're going <laughs> to figure out a way to improving yourself. But I can tell you right now as a clinician, there's several hats that you have to wear. Yeah. Uh, you can't work in your practice and on your practice at the same time. And that's why you know, doing some mentorship away from your business and having the ability just to focus on this and really put it in perspective mm -hmm. and have a strategy, not just a goal, mm -hmm. but an actual strategy mm -hmm. on step-by-step, step, what can I do? What can I do today that's going to take me in the direction of what, where I want to go? And I think that <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I think that's, that's just critical. That's like the piece number one. Yeah. So day five, we are going to sit down, we create, what does that look like for, uh, you know, April or Nona or what does it look like for Carl or Craig or Tammy or whoever, Russ? Mm -hmm. This is a process that we can't go without, and it's not being taught enough. It certainly isn't being discussed enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, for me, it always goes back to, and we kind of covered this in the previous week, but like making sure you know, that, every, that the two are in alignment. Your yep. daily plan is in alignment with your goals. Right. And I think you know, we work with a lot of different people, and we sort of get to see both sides of the spectrum. So we yep. might have one person 
who is frustrated they want more clients right but this is the area they need to grow in to achieve that and yep. then we might have somebody else who's like i have more clients than i know what to do with yep. like i can't handle the load that i'm you know like dan right now he has more clients than he knows what to do with which is why we have tammy and craig mm -hmm. because he wouldn't be able to see this many people yep. by himself he's got so much momentum going in right. his business he has to have tammy and craig helping helping him or he wouldn't be able to handle it right yeah. but that's also part of his vision whereas somebody else might go oh i'm getting to the point where i'm overwhelmed i need to reevaluate what my daily activities are and align yep. them with what my vision is yep. right it can go either way yeah yeah it's very you know you get lost in the forest for the trees the old saying right mm -hmm. it's very, you know, when it's right here in your face so taking a step back sometimes and, and looking at that is really really important yeah. and having people that you can trust to bounce that off and say, hey, I'm having a dilemma or I got an issue in this one area here, what can I do differently? What, how could I look at this differently? What, yeah. what different approach could I use? And, you know, using the people, yeah, the, using the, the people around the you to help. Yeah, use the resources Absolutely. to help you. We all have areas we have to grow in. Yep, for sure. absolutely. Yeah, cool. Do you wanna add on that? Yeah, marketing. 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 Got to do marketing. You got to market your, your yeah. practice. Marketing is simply going out and developing your reputation in the marketplace. That's marketing. Is yeah. you know, as as a practitioner, here's what I focus on. Here's my speciality. Here's what I do. Here's the results I can get. You know, and this I always refer back to like the very, the very grassroots of how my dad, you know, kind of gave birth to Country Doctor in mm -hmm. Torrington, Wyoming. I mean, he sat down and put, and it's like in a paragraph of what he did the first year. This is all he did. He made sure that every day, you know, for the first 90 days, he got 10 business cards out into the hands of people in the community. He would go into the businesses and he would introduce himself as a new business in the community. He would tell them, you know, what he did. I'm a master herbalist. I help people with chronic illness issues. If you know anybody that I can, that I can be of service to, please mm -hmm. feel welcome to give him my card. And can I carry some of your cards in my office as well? And he would develop relationships with other businesses. One thing that all businesses have in common, regardless of the service or product, is they're looking for more customers, always. They're always looking for more customers, always. I don't care how big you are. Apple, one of the wealthiest <laughs> companies in the world, is still looking for more customers, okay? And ways to take care of what they already have, which we'll talk about in some of the, you know, some of the later discussion here. But, so that's what he did, and he did it for 90 days. He put 10 cards out a day, five days a week. And after and and the very first referral that he got came from a chamber of commerce meeting that he was at, and he was introducing himself to the chamber of commerce. Commerce, and there was a guy there that sent his mom, and uh, and she became his very first client uh, there in Torrington, and that's how he got it was from a referral. Um, it wasn't from a flyer. It wasn't from a newspaper ad. It wasn't from, you know, any of the things that we think are a little, you know, that are easier for some of us to do, but they tend to be a little more hands-off in terms of developing that face-to-face -face relationship mm -hmm. with another person. And, and nothing so that's, beats the face-to-face -face relationship. Nothing, nothing. And mm -hmm. I don't care about the, you know, social media and Facebook and this, this is great, you know, content distribution, that's what this is. It's part of marketing, yeah. okay? It's part of getting the reputation out there of what Beck and I are doing together with Practice Blueprint. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, nothing beats, you know, face-to-face, we got a luncheon today with a lady that we're gonna, you know, that we met in Torrington. 
and we're going to have lunch with her, and she's a practitioner up here. And so, so th there's nothing that's going to take the place of those face-to-face -face contacts. But mm -hmm. getting out there and introducing yourself, making people aware of what you do and what you offer, the solutions you have, mm -hmm. in a very simple, not you know, talking above their heads way, is very, very simple, but doing it consistently every day. And that's part of the creation process, too. How many people are you going to talk to every day? You're going to talk to five? Great. If you talk to four one day, guess what? No, you don't get to come home until you talk to number five. If it's 10 o'clock at night and you're having a cup of coffee on your way home from working and you talk to the waitress, okay? I mean, tell people, and if you've got a number in mind that you're going to talk to, then make sure you get yeah. that number done. Don't shortchange your dreams by, you know, by, by willing to make excuses to yourself. Um, you know, the market's going to give you its excuses and family's going to tell you why you shouldn't do what you're doing. And, you know, there's all kinds of people out there that are going to, you know, rain on your parade. That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's just the way business is. You can't take it personal and you can't be romantic. You just do it. If you've got that all laid out in that creation process, how you're going to do it, then marketing becomes very, very simple. But marketing is nothing more than sharing your reputation, sharing with what you do with others, and do it massively. Mm -hmm. All out massive action, as the old phrase goes and find people that really want what you, and guess what, I don't care how big your community is, I don't care where you live, you're gonna find people that need, that want, that are looking for what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. Freddie Ulan, I love Freddie's story. Population less than 2,000 people, he built a million dollar a year per cash practice in a town of less than two, you know, a couple of thousand people, right? Mm -hmm. In Glens Falls, New York. So the, the reason, and what, so population has nothing to do with success. Mm -mm. The economy, doesn't really, I mean, sometimes we have to work if harder than others. If you're doing it right, yeah. If you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. It doesn't matter if the Democrats or the Republicans are in power. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they can't get their own budget fixed and keep people working. That doesn't matter. All those things out there, nothing matters except our willingness and ability to create value in the marketplace. That's it. And that's the determining factor. And then, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I used to, I, uh, here recently I, I said somebody, um, there's only two reasons why people fail. Either something they're not doing or something they're doing wrong. And I heard a, a deeper definition of that just recently. I've been saying that since 1983. But I heard a guy say something that made, gave me a deeper definition. He said, he said, it's either, it's either lack of education or lack of work ethic. So it's either something I'm doing wrong, that's lack of education, or something I'm not doing, that's work ethic. Those two things have to be in place. There's no way around it. You can't short circuit it. You can't, mm -hmm. you know, uh, artificial insemination is good for a few things, and success ain't one of them. You gotta, you know, you just, right? That's you, your analogy. You, yeah, I like it. <laughs> you gotta just, you know, but you gotta get it. But if you don't, you know, like, if you're, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to do the education by bloodletting thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's all this is for, is just to, yeah. to shorten We're the amount of time. To shorten, to shorten the time and the your, expense. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So. For sure. And then, customers? Hi, Mom. And then going into management of your business. You know, um, my father said something when I never forgot this, because every time I violated it. I think somebody it, laughed at your joke. You missed this moment. Did somebody laugh? Yeah. Oh. Um, he said, the only time, you know, the only time, anytime you vary from the norm, anytime you, you know, stray away from what the norm, mm -hmm. it, two things usually happen. It only costs you about twice as much time and it costs you about twice as much money, but that's it. It just wastes time and it wastes money anytime you vary from the norm. So when you have like these management practices in place of how to, you know, your intake forms 
and how you talk on the phone, all the detail stuff, right? When you get that all, and that's part of the creation as well and the marketing, is how well are you gonna manage all this stuff now? And that's where kind of the details come in, you know, intake forms, how you talk to people on the phone, how long you spend with them, what you're gonna charge them, your fees. You got all that stuff lined out. Um, that is, that for me, and <laughs> Becca knows this, because I'm all over the place, if you didn't, you know, um, get that feel from listening to me on these things on Fridays. It's like herding cats. Yeah, it's like herding cats, yeah. nailing jello to a tree. Yeah. Um, because it's just this so fast, things are just moving, right? Yeah. And so this, for me, was extremely helpful, you know, 10 years ago, really putting some, some discipline, that's it, some discipline into our daily activities, and this is how we're going to do this. This is the form for that. This is the form for that, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what the folder looks like. Here's the checklist on the outside. How do you manage, once you've created this, you know, you've given birth to your baby, and you're marketing it, and you're getting, and now the customers start to come trickling in, you have to manage them in a way that they are excited about being there, they love what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, and it makes it real easy for them to leave your office and go out and tell two or three people about what you do and have it be compelling enough, attractive enough, for one or two of them to actually call, make an appointment, come in and see your introductory, however you do it. And, and, be, and so you want your clients, through your good management practices, mm -hmm. you want to be able to have them go out into the marketplace, educate people at, at the drop of a hat with mm -hmm. something as simple and easy uh, regarding your nutritional therapy practice or however you want to term it, but use that consistent communication over and over and over again so that they go out, they multiply, and they come back. And that's where, when that's starting to start, you know, advance, you know, starting to get some momentum going in your business, starting to create that momentum. Momentum is interesting because you can see the effects of it, but you just sometimes don't know where it's coming from. And it's because of work you did in, like, like February. We don't get paid in February for what we do in February. We get paid in February for what we did in January. And we didn't get paid in January for what we did in January. We got paid for what we did in December. We didn't get paid for the, we're not gonna get paid for the first quarter of this year mm -hmm. for what we do this first quarter. We're gonna get paid for what we did last quarter, mm -hmm. right? And that's when, you know, understanding those Usually management. Usually at least like a 90 day turnaround. There's a 90 day turnaround in yeah. all the activities, you know, and and so understanding that you just, you know, it's like Stacy says, she calls it Novocaine. She just says, yeah, it just works. You just keep doing it. You just keep yeah. doing it and it works. Just as keep doing it. As long as you're in the right system. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. so managing so what you've created. To, to sum that up, is like your your client's experience needs to be simple, but education is like the number one thing. So they need to have this educational experience that's fun and simple, so that they want to go tell people like, yeah, go there because I've learned, you know, I've learned to tend, but not in an overwhelming way and not in a boring way. And so I think education and keeping things simple for them. Yeah is like key to retention. That's, it's huge. Yeah. In fact, thank you for mentioning that because in the marketing prospect, when you know, if you don't have enough new clients flowing in, a flow mm -hmm. of new clients, then your marketing mm -hmm. is off. And if you don't have, like with us, we've got close to, we've got almost 170 10 plus year customers now. Mm -hmm. Just in that group, right? Mm -hmm. Of people, that's, which, is, which is, you know, that's like 20% of our client base are people that have been with me for 10 years or longer. Pretty so awesome. retention is about good education. Mm -hmm. If you're losing people, they're not staying with you, your education's off. We need to work on that. Mm -hmm. If you're not attracting 
three to four on average new clients a week kind of trickling in, right? Then your marketing is off. And so we can, we can instantly, once we see what you're doing and what you've been up to, and more importantly, what you're not doing, mm-hmm. uh, because of either lack of education or work ethic, okay, mm-hmm. which one is it? Uh, for me, it was both uh, years and years ago. Uh, and I think all of us go through that. I mean, we all have that. Mm-hmm. We go through that. We have to go through that growing, you know, period to 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 kind of get to hit our stride, so to speak. So, yeah. so once you get those three pieces in place, then you get to start advancing your momentum. We, I mean, the cool thing about momentum, I touched on it too, is is that once you've established some momentum in your business, like you go from zero customers to twelve, mm-hmm. okay. Now you've now you have established some momentum in your business. Mm-hmm. And unless you quit, you never have to go back. You know, that first 90 days, that first six months, that first year of really establishing good momentum in your business. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is once you've established momentum, you never have to go back and reestablish it unless you quit. If you quit, then momentum will die. But from this point forward, it's either advance or sustain. Advance, sustain. Advance, sustain. How do you advance your momentum? Stay committed to what you've created through good marketing and management of your growth mm-hmm. and management of your customers. That's how you sustain it. You want more? Do more of that and you'll advance it. Do more? Sustain. Advance, mm-hmm. sustain. And that's how you build That's how you build um, mm-hmm. the practice that you're looking for. That's how you build whatever it is. If you just want five customers a week, then all you have to do is create a business that says five customers a week, do enough marketing to get those five customers in and manage them properly, mm-hmm. and you have you have created that business. If you want 50 customers a week, then you're going to have to do whatever 50 customers demands. You know, on an average, uh, you know, we've had some 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 weeks in recent just in recent weeks where it was well over 150 clients through in four days, mm-hmm. um, and that's not walk-ins. That's just people that were scheduled to see Tammy, to see Craig, and to see myself. And it's and what got us there? Advancing momentum, sustaining it with good management. Advancing it, sustaining it. Advancing it, and sustaining it. And, and you it. should know where you're at in that. So you, you should, should know, where know you're if at. you're in the process. Of yeah, because the numbers don't lie. The process of sustaining, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, that's where your daily activities this, come in. This week was about mm-hmm. sustaining momentum. Mm-hmm. This week really was. I didn't get. A, I didn't have to see as many people usually. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, every business ebbs and flows. But you know, there was some other things going on. Uh, a dear friend of mine's, and you know, he's in surgery right as we speak for some things. So that's been going. On. I got to see him yesterday because I could take away from some time from my business and go spend some time with him and his family. So, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. But things don't just happen; they happen just. And if you don't put forth the effort, and if you don't put forth some of these things, and then develop that good education and work ethic, the two, right? Like yin and yang. There's the two. You got to have them. Um, then you're not going to, you know, you're just kidding yourself. You're just not going to achieve what you think, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that armchair quarterback thing. You can sit around and talk about it all you want, mm-hmm. um, but you're just not going to, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Know, it's not practical. Business is practical. Mm-hmm. It's not emotional. It's not romantic. It's practical, mm-hmm. right? Now, we get romantic and emotional in it because of the work we do as healers, as, as practitioners. We're helping people with something that they're going to have with them their entire lives. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the same clothes, or live in the same house, or have the same financial picture, or you know, have the same friend groups of you know. What I'm saying, I mean, things change. Yeah. But they're going to have. That's one thing you have till the day we die, and that's your health. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's there. 
and yeah. you're and you're helping with them with that. And mm -hmm. so it's a huge. I mean, it's, it's you can't not get emotional about helping people change their lives. It's and our an amazing passion thing. contributes to oh, that as well because we're all very passionate individuals. We wouldn't be in this line of work. Absolutely. So I think that's a piece too. What Absolutely. are your thoughts on this? Um, just in in regards to like you know momentum sustaining, right? Mm -hmm. Advancing, sustaining. Like I worked with one lady, and this seemed to work really well for her. And I'm not saying this is what you should do. Everybody is individual. It depends on the person. But what she would do is she would do 90 days hardcore building momentum, then she would do 90 days of sustaining. Then she would do 90 days hardcore momentum, then 90 days sustaining, so that she didn't get like burned out. Mm -hmm. But then she constantly had that like up, sustain, up, sustain, up, sustain. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're getting the sustain right, right? Because mm -hmm. if we're always having to get new clients, that's where that comes in. Like filling the bucket, um, if, you got, if you got holes in the bucket, it doesn't do no good. Right. So, um, I got a friend of mine who has uh, he has a practice in Washington, and I love him dearly. I've known him for over 10 years. I think the world of him and his wife. She's a great practitioner. He's an amazing executive. Mm -hmm. um, he thinks it's cool. He thinks it's somehow impressive or some piece of success to say that he has a 10-and-a-half-month waiting list to be seen. And in my mind, that's, crazy. that's tragic. That is tragically you need flawed. You to get some help in there. Exactly. You, you know, no more than a two-week maximum, three-week waiting list. And, and, you know, and when, when it was just two people in this clinic, now there's nine. The reason there's nine is because we keep a two- to three-week waiting list. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, we, and, and so, I don't know, I guess, and I guess it's, you know, it, it boils down to personal preference. What, what kind of practice yeah. do you want to, what kind of practice do you want to build? Um, you know, is it impressive to say, yeah, I got people that wait 10 months to see me? Maybe in some people's eyes, that's impressive it to me. It's ego, for sure. Absolutely. But I don't, here's the thing. But those poor How people, about this? like, some of them are really sick and, like, yeah. suffering. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's got a 10 and a half. I don't think the people that are on there now are going to be there in 10 months. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, um, I just don't crazy. think. I mean, here, if you want to stroke an ego, I got 20,000 clients on my waiting list. I just haven't met them yet. You know, I mean, yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing to say that there's 20 more thousand people in the Cheyenne area or, Cheyenne, you know, this, yeah. this, this area that's got, you know, yeah. got 20,000 people that I just haven't met yet. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, that just doesn't compute to me. But anyways, if you like being able to say that to people and think it's impressive or the people you run with think it's impressive, then, yeah. um, you know, if that's your cup of tea, go at it. I, it's just, it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as practical. Yeah. It just doesn't strike me as practical for business. So. Everyone's vision is different. It is. To each it their is. own. Yes. And like I say, on the mentorship side of what we do, day five, all classroom, to put all these five pieces together mm -hmm. in detail, it's not about a, a clinician trying to you know, photocopy what I do and then just act on it. It's about getting the necessary education in alignment with their goals and their dreams mm -hmm. and their passion, what they want to create. And then, okay, if that's what you want, you say you want this, here's the work ethic that you're going to have to develop and the time, based on my experience, to get there. That's what it's about. Yeah. And are you willing to pay that price? Yeah. You know? It's a gut check, like you say. It's a gut check. I love that. Yeah. Gut check. We all need a gut check. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like that it. was fun. It's always fun. Yeah. We need more discussion we on this have stuff. Fun. So we we hope always you guys have fun. Have fun we too. hope you enjoy this. We hope you get value out of it. Please yeah. post questions.
post comments, yeah. hit us up. Or if there's up. topics you want us to cover. Yep, we've got um, more and more stuff. The more we do this, the more yeah. it is getting easier for me to just say, that's a topic for discussion. Yeah. And these five pieces that we've been able to cover with you today in the last 40 minutes, I think, are critical. You can't. And hey, we love hearts. you. We love you, too. We, you can't ignore them. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Um, you know, you just can't. Yeah. It's got to be there. Cool. And we'll just help you get there faster, right? Save you a lot of time and money in the process. Yeah. Plus, we're fun to work with. Totally. <laughs> I am. Yeah, okay. she is. <laughs> just don't push her boundaries. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Take Thanks care. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources. Give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So, again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>